0: We say things like, maybe later, perhaps another time, or I'll see you tomorrow, but for some of us, there won't be a tomorrow. Listen as your worst nightmares come to life. These nightmares have become someone's reality. My name is Justin Crowley, and this is The Murder Project. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of The Murder Project. This is the debrief episode for the Alicia Bromfield murder. If you recall from last episode, the debrief is an episode where I'll sit down with my good friend Mike Smith and we'll discuss the cases from both sides of the aisle. Any theories we might have or anything that we think needs a second look. The debrief is an unscripted, off-the-cuff commentary about the cases that we are currently covering, the hope is to break these cases down further, but in a relaxed environment with the true crime that we love, but also some laughter. So sit back and enjoy the episode, because the debrief begins right now. All right, Mike, how's it going, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good? Yeah, it's it's been a good day. I uh, just been waiting to talk about this all afternoon because some of the things that went on in this case just absolutely boggle me first of all it's tragic in every way Uh, but also that it that it got to the point to it to which it did resulting in her and her baby Ava's death that just it's nuts. I felt like I felt like listening to it. There was so many different times somebody could have done something. The more I looked into it, the more I was like, "How, how cornered did this young woman have to feel that she had to spend this much time around him?" It's awful. It's awful. That's all I'm really getting at. It really kind of just stressed me out.
0: Absolutely. And <clears throat> to bring you guys up to speed, um, this is the case of Alicia Bromfield and Brian Cooper. Uh, Brian Cooper murdered Alicia Bromfield in their hotel room after Brian's sister's wedding. Uh, after the incident, he attempted suicide, quote unquote, several times, and then he turned himself into the police. After he turned himself in, he gave a full confession. He was arrested for two counts of murder and he went to trial. During the trial, he claimed voluntary intoxication as his defense. There was a hung jury on the first trial. There was 10 to 2. Uh, two people on the, the jury claimed that they they thought that it was a possibility that he did not remember his acts, uh, act, actions, acts from that night. And so they went to a second trial. And in the second trial, he was found guilty of both the murders and he was sentenced to life in prison. So, I think a good spot to start with this one, just like you said, like how you couldn't, it, it's hard to wrap your mind around how something like this can go from from where it was to this end result. And so, Alicia and Brian worked together at Home Depot. Yep. Brian was her supervisor. Uh, they worked in the garden department and from... The interviews that I've watched and, and some of the stuff that we've talked about, it was apparent that everybody around them knew that there was some sort of toxic relationship
1: going – one-sided toxic relationship oh, going on here. Definitely. And and if you work in a place like Home Depot, you, you're constantly around your other coworkers. It's not like you're off on your own at the other end of the store at some point. The people were watching this go on. They were hearing the comments and she was also, wasn't she talking to people about it? Yeah. They're this is, this is in 2012. It's not even that long ago. This is a very modern workplace that this was occurring in toxic almost isn't even strong enough a word to describe this type of relationship that they were sharing aside from the rumors that this Doofus was also spreading behind her back, telling people that they were together in a way, which, of course, if they were to Sort ask, of dating. Sort of dating. Yeah. yeah. You sort of date people. If
0: it anybody th- says they're sort of dating someone, just assume that that's absolutely not true.
1: Yeah. Also, that is wildly creepy. Yes. That's wildly creepy. Um, how Um How was this going on? The question that just immediately hit me when I was hearing this is how was he not in trouble?
0: Yeah. When you got when you have when you have several people in there that say that they have heard him call her a whore and a slut or throw things at her or something like that and I don't know because of the way that these interviews are set up in the context of all of it I don't know if that was in a playful manner or if he was like Hey Alicia go get the you know and he like chunks something at her and you're like yeah yeah and you're like okay and everybody's kind of watching this kind of go on and. There were, there were people that said that Alicia had reported this up to a different supervisor. And this supervisor supposedly said that he told Brian that he needed to take some sort of an anger management class. And Brian was like, all right, yeah, cool. And then there was no follow through. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And, and, but just looking at it from, from this sort of, you know, backseat view that we have Mm -hmm. how how is it that if I was a supervisor and this came to me I know that I would go and ask people okay did you guys see all this stuff yeah or if I was Alicia maybe you take a friend in with you and and say hey she you know this is my good friend you know whatever we work together and she's seen some of this stuff go on I, I feel the same way you do on how did the ball get dropped this big yeah, when it's, when you had all of these people saying that they saw the same thing.
1: Yeah, and when when we're describing how he was treating her, it sounds like they were first graders on the playground in the nineties. Yeah, they're like, oh, he was throwing things at her. He was calling her names because he was he clearly was act like was that his way of showing that he liked her? Like he's thirty six, isn't he, at the yeah. time of this incident? Yeah, thirty six years old. Wow. Yeah, and she's twenty one. Creep.
0: Yeah. And like I said, so we, uh, like, uh, you know, Mike and I were talking about some of this before the show started. And, you know, she was a few months away from graduating. She was 21 years old. Uh, she was going to Western Illinois University. She was about to graduate with a degree in forensic psychology and a, a minor in criminal justice, I believe. So I, I would think, uh, and Mike and I probably agree on this that she was probably going to go into a field of criminal justice of some kind. Absolutely, something very close. And and uh, and then you've got this thirty six year old guy that's her that's her supervisor that you know is is playing childish games with her and and trying to win her over in a way that is obviously not working at all. And she does not feel anything the same as him. And so he's using his position of power over her to try to bridge that gap between him and her to hopefully get to the point where they're dating. Like him saying, oh, I need you to go over and watch my dog for me. I need you to go do this for me. I need you to go do that for me. And she was in a situation where she felt like if she didn't do this, she was going to be fired from her job. And I listened to an interview that her mom was talking about uh, later on and you know, it said that they were getting close to, uh, because this was a seasonal position out in the, out in the garden. You know, some of the employees would be rotated inside the store during the winter months and, and things like that. And so as it was a getting closer to her due date, because remember, she was six months pregnant yeah. while, you know, all this was going on and, you know, or at least some of it, you know, we're talking about a span of five years, but at least, you know, in the, in the last, you know, five or six months Brian knew that she was pregnant I'm sure that that was something that irritated him because in his mind that was his girl yeah that was his girl and she went out and got yeah, pregnant why, by why did s-
1: why wasn't she picking him
0: yeah I she, wonder why yeah I can't I can't yeah. even imagine and so as the winter months were coming on uh she found out that she was going to get to stay on in the garden department but when when it shut down she was going to get to basically get paid through that whole time, but not have to be at work. So she was thinking to herself that this would give her a good opportunity to be at
1: home with her baby in the yeah, first couple of months like that a, it was like born. a type of maternity leave. Yeah. And, and she she's do that as far as I'm concerned. She'd been with this company for five years. Yeah, five years. I mean, how
0: many people do you know at 16 years old, even if it's part time, even if you're working 20 hours a week, I don't care, has that commitment to stay at a job that long?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I didn't do Especially that. Especially being around this guy.
0: Yeah. By the, by the time I was 21, I bounced around from, you know, a couple of convenience stores yeah, and, no <laughs> you know, just terrible jobs. But she, you know, from what we understand, she loved her job and she liked the people that she worked with and she had a great time doing it. And But there was just this one issue that she had and she thought in her head, if she could just make it to the point where... It was after she graduated, after her daughter was born, after, you know, she got through those last couple of months, maybe she could make a separation between her and the company, which would also put a separation between yeah. her and Brian, and she can move on with her life. And all of that just combined together into this
1: very tragic event. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like that, that maternity leave is what I'm going to call it was just right there. Yep. And who wouldn't want that? I mean, um, uh, any type of – a mother deserves that when you have – give birth to a child. And she must have – it was almost like she was cornered. Like if she – if something was going to threaten that, she wasn't going to feel comfortable. And I can't imagine that anybody would, especially a woman that's going to give birth in the next few months. So, that really played an advantage for him in a disgusting way because Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I got that over her too. And that time, it was like this sick version of this power still. Yeah. It's like this sick version of quid pro quo. He's like, you have to do this for me or you'll get fired. Or uh, even if he wasn't saying it in those words, he had already led her to believe that's what was, uh, was in stake to do these favors for him. Yeah. And and I think
0: he made himself clear that if she did not, uh, if, if she did not follow through with the things that he asked that he was going to fire he said point you know i think from what i saw in the interviews he said point blank like you do this or you're gone
1: yeah that, and and that of course that's highly illegal yes you cannot do that in a in a workplace of any kind not yeah. not not in america yeah and that he, goes back, back not... to us
0: saying boy that feels like there was a lot of things that were dropped on this one
1: yeah and and you know there's that old like adage where the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and she i want to say that she probably already did her part. Somebody else wasn't talking about this above them because a guy like that shouldn't be working as a supervisor anywhere. No. That's, that's, so that's a toxic leadership trait that you shouldn't be able to hold a position anywhere, in my opinion. And I'd tell that to anybody. Like if you, if that's the type of leader you are, you don't need to be here. Yeah. That's just the way it is for me.
0: And, and. In- Another thing that we we talked about earlier was that a lot of people in situations like this, you know, when I when I when I said in the the episode before this like we need to we need to act or take action or speak up, you know, or or something along those lines um to get into that further what I'm saying is is that I don't think anybody thought that this was going to be the outcome. That the outcome was is that when it was all said and done, Alicia and Ava we're going to be dead. Yeah, no. I mean how could how could you think that? Yeah. And so I would be cautious when I say that or I would I, what I'd like to say is be cautious around uh people like this because this would always be the majority of the time. This would always be the case when 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 events like this end up in a murder. You're not going to have someone in the workplace statistically that is gonna have committed three or four murders no definitely not and if yeah. it was there's your first sign yeah we've got we've Gotta got get a get on out of there terrible yeah a terrible deal going on here so it, it most of the people that are convicted of murder are convicted of their first murders or if it's a multiple homicide we're not talking about that but what, what i'm saying is is that There's not usually a pattern of murder that you can go back and look at and say, well, we should have saw that coming. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the guy's murdered four people before this. Most murders are first murders. That's right. And so you, you can't, it's hard to judge us, but that's why I say we got to take action of some sort because situations like this in the escalation was far worse than I thought. Yeah. Anything could, you know, I mean, there was not a situation where say he had tried to, sexually assault her before this, or there was a situation oh. where you try. you know, this went from, I have this huge obsession
1: to she's dead. That's right. And, and it all culminated in the, the night of the wedding. Yep. Um Which she had already, everything that already happened that night with the, uh, the amount of drinking, the, the begging, um, the tricking her with the ho- the location of the hotel they were staying in.
0: Yeah. So she it, was
1: like, like she knew she was like, Oh, He's trying to make a move, like obviously. Yeah, let's Uh, let's
0: go back and talk about that. So
1: Brian tells her that they're gonna go to this wedding,
0: he's walking his sister down the aisle, he needs a date for this wedding because he doesn't want to go alone, he doesn't wanna you know, and that's one of those things like like, I I understand you don't want to go to a wedding alone or you're walking you know, you're walking your sister down the aisle, but you know, in her situation she did not have to be there, but once again he said, You are going to come, yeah. or I'm going to fire you. Oh, that's so sick. And so she went. And one of the things he said was, No worries, because we're staying at the same hotel as the entire wedding party. Yeah. And I think that if you know, if money was a situation or whatever, I definitely would have got my own room if I could. Oh Lord. Um obviously she's Probably without a vehicle. I mean, it, it makes sense. I'm not. Oh yeah. And, I mean, this
1: guy. He probably thought of that. Yeah. Uh, not only is he's going to wind up staying in the same room as her. Whoops. Yep. And he's also going to be the ride.
0: Yeah. And we're not. We're we are in no way putting any blame on Alicia herself. No, absolutely. When we're, when we're talking through these scenarios, we're not we're not saying that at all because Brian is the one who killed her. He has full responsibility in this whole situation. We're just kind of trying to talk through the, the ins and out of, ins and outs of it, but he gets her down there. They get to the hotel and realize or she gets to the hotel and realize this is not where everyone else is staying at. Also, like you just said, that was probably pre-planned. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then they get into an argument about it. And so, she tells Brian that she wants to go or he says that they'll go or whatever because she calls her mom, Shelly, and says that they're coming back. Yeah. And so, Shelly tells her that she has to notify the wedding party because Brian – I'm sorry, her, her mom's name is Sherry, not Shelly. Ah. My, my my bad. Um she- Sherry tells Alicia that she's got to notify the wedding party because Brian's supposed to walk his sister down the aisle.
1: Mm-hmm let just
0: be polite. Yeah. In some way, they make amends and they decide to go to the wedding together. And while they're at the wedding, there's photos, um, of them. And I'll, uh, I'll try to post some of these on our, on our Facebook, uh, you know, Twitter and the social media pages. But he has his hand just uncomfortably touching her arm in almost every, like it looks like it's placed there, but it's very awkward. Like you can tell it's like, there's something oh, yeah. weird about it.
1: I think I think you can tell when between two people in pictures if if they're okay with the person in their proximity. I, so when you're saying you can tell, uh, you can, and yeah. I believe that it's obvious when someone is not comfortable with the person around them. I can't imagine how frustrated and angry and just nervous about this entire situation because it was just a full on trick, yeah, to get her alone in a hotel room and where he, where he's got this idea in his head because
0: I was going back and I was thinking of the whole thing because in his interview with the police straight out of the gate he says yeah we were sort of dating which is total bull crap i mean even after the incident after the the whole incident happened in his head he's still trying to lie to someone else and say yeah we're too, yeah we're kind of dating but my thought was he knows that This, or he's thinking to himself, Mm -hmm. this is my shot. I'm going to have her six hours away from home. That's right. She's completely relying on me because I have the vehicle. We're staying in the, in the same hotel room. This is my all or nothing. Like, this is the time I think in his head, he's thinking like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to win her over. I'm going to win her heart. Yeah. This is, this is it. This This is the time. I know it. I can feel it. He can, you know, I'm thinking, he's thinking to himself, like, I can feel it. Like, this is the time. They get down there, immediately turns into a fight because he lied to her. Yeah. And he says, hey, we're staying at the same hotel. And I know that, like we said, at at a first glance, maybe that doesn't come off as someone's going to be murdered at the end of the night. But uh no. that's definitely one of those things where in my head I would be like, dude, I am not staying because the room that they were staying in, it looked like a suite. Mm-hmm. Like it had like maybe a queen or a king bed in it. And then it had, like, the couch with the little table and, you know, the TV and stuff. So there's only one bed in this room.
1: Yeah. That's – imagine walking into that room and seeing that. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Hope you're sleeping on the floor. Even – let's look at this from a completely different, unrelated scenario. Two platonic friends. You go on a trip. Except for one of those friends, the trip is completely different than the one that was described to him. That friend is now angry. They're yep. like, this is not what you said. So even now we go back into the scenario to this case, she already has a history with him and not a very good one either. Imagine how just mad and frustrated and just freaked out that she was, that this was about to happen. And then he, they go to the wedding. And even in
0: her mind, yeah. she didn't think that the end result would obviously not. be what it was.
1: No, no. he. So we, they go to the wedding. He gets completely shwasted. Yeah. yeah. He just gets drinking nonstop, which, I mean, emotions and drinking.
0: Every picture that
1: is taken of him, except for when he's walking
0: his sister down the aisle, he's got a drink in his hand.
1: Yeah. The, I mean, you know how it is. The stronger you're feeling, the, the more you're going to want to drink. And he's probably thinking it's going to help take the edge off, but really, it's, it's about to boil over. Mm-hmm. They go back.
0: And, and she stayed there at the wedding past midnight, from what, you know, everything says. Hoping and I, that he'd,
1: I mean, I, I would, I would like to think that she was hoping that he'd just be it so wasted They go back to the room and he'd just fall down and sleep. And yeah. she'd be like, finally, they could wait till it wakes up and they could, he could nurse a hangover all the way back to where they came from. But unfortunately, that is not what happened. No, he and, was
0: still very much awake and, and still dead set on his path because, when they got back to the hotel, you know like I said there's all these there's these pictures of them at the wedding. He is still from what people say that were i guess at the wedding. he's still trying to convince her that they need to be together, and I think what we're about to talk about rolls into this scenario because at the wedding, he keeps telling her like we need we you know that aren't we you know i'm 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 assuming this right, right. now aren't we having a great time? Don't you enjoy being with me? Aren't we having fun? We could be a couple and she's like, "No, yeah, and not at all like not ever no and and, and they and and all of this starts aggravating him yeah. because he realizes like we said earlier, that delusion that he had about them
1: being together is unraveling at a very rapid pace, yeah, and he did it to himself, so imagine. The fact that they're still even at the wedding already required a great deal of begging already on his part. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're mad. I lied about all this. But you're already here. Yeah. Let's just go together. Let's let's make the most of it. Yeah. And then he's over here begging for them to be together. And every time she rebuffs his, quote, affections, end quote, because that's not what this is, he's getting more and more frustrated. And – Eventually, to the point where it's all just turning into rage. Yeah. Yeah. He is getting, he is getting very upset. Cause the way he's describing it, he, he thinks, he's thinking that he loves her and that she should love him. But this is not love in any capacity. He's obsessed with her. This yeah. is an obsession with a want for possession. This isn't love. He exactly. just wants her. He doesn't want to hold her and love her. He just wants to possess her. Yeah.
0: He wants her to be his, period, end of story, yeah. period.
1: like property. Yes. Is what this we're talking about here.
0: That's that's the same feeling that I got, and I'm glad you said that because it really – I think it really puts that into perspective because, it, like you said, it was not – I don't think he – you know, maybe he had this idea in his head that they were going to be together for the rest of the – you know, whatever, but I think it – at face value it was exactly what you said he wanted to possess her he wanted to own her he wanted to say like this is
1: my property right here Mm -hmm. she belongs to no one else this beautiful ambitious uh self-improving woman he just wanted her yeah because he was obsessed with the way she looked and
0: you know quite honestly she was everything that he was not yes we are i'm 100% on that yeah, I I just um, so okay so they they get back to the hotel and he decides to throw out another suggestion. He says that they had some show that they watched. Uh Originally, I thought it was a maybe he wanted to watch a movie with her, but from what I from what I understand, it could have possibly be, possibly been that they watched a show together. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if if that I mean obviously we're going off of what Brian is saying. But unless he's got her in a situation to where he requires her to be at his house every week to watch a program of some sort, uh, which would be up his alley, I guess. You know, if he says, hey, we're watching this show together or once again, you were fired, Mm -hmm. you know. So, he tells her like, hey, you're going to come over to the house this this weekend or whatever and we're going to watch, you know, we're going to watch our show. And she's like, no, after everything that has happened this weekend, I have decided that we are no longer going to be friends. I am not going to come to your house. I'm not going to watch your dog or let him out when you have to go run errands. I'm not running errands for you. This friendship. It's over. It's over. And and I think in his head, he's thinking to us because she said the friendship is over. And he's already been telling everybody that they're sort of dating or that they were dating or they're a couple or whatever nonsense that he's telling everybody else that he's cooked up in his head. And that reality, when they're in that hotel room, hits him.
1: It's done. Yeah, it's shattering. His yeah. whole version of reality that he's been working way too hard to create, it's coming apart. And not only is he about to get the ultimate like, shut down, but he also has to realize that everyone he's told these lies to – they're also going to see that he's exposed. He's about to take a social gut punch yep. and he deserves it because Absolutely. creeptastic deluxe. Yeah. He, <laughs> needs, he, needs, he needs to calm. He needed to calm down. Yeah. And so it happens. And now all of those feelings of obsession turn to rage.
0: Yep. He does not know what to do. And so it says that he continues, like, there were several. Uh, boxes of beer on the floor and some of the crime scene photos. So, you know, he says he, they got back, they had this conversation.
1: She goes to bed and he is. How uncomfortable that had to be. Yeah. She goes to sleep. Yeah. breaks my heart, man. Yeah. She had to be so uncomfortable. Yeah. And he
0: goes out. Apparently they had a, like a first floor patio mm-hmm. area, like a sliding door patio area. He's still cramming beers, going out on the patio and smoking. So he's probably sitting outside. I'm I'm just kind of trying to envision this. Yeah, of course. Let's sitting do outside. It. He's by himself. It's quiet. He's he's sitting there only with his thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, he's burning cigarettes, drinking beers, and he's thinking to himself like how am I supposed to get her back? How do I how do I win her back? How do I, you know, she says that it's over, but is it really over? Oh my I mean, God. does yeah. it mean you that know- it's over? Or or do I still have a shot or do I, you know, and I think the realization is, is no. And that makes him get to the point where he decides that maybe there's going to be further actions. Because when he goes back into the room, and this is something I didn't go into a whole lot in the first episode. Because I really wanted to talk through it and that's why the debriefs are important. So, please make sure, you know, and and listen to both episodes because we're going to, you know, we're unpacking a lot of stuff in the debrief. Mm -hmm. So, when he goes back in there, this last time he comes off the patio, he starts thinking to himself that he's going to tire up. And so, he- That's normal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this definitely, is- t- yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is a normal progression whenever yeah. you oh, need yeah. to
1: reason with somebody. Of course, I don't yeah. know
0: who hasn't tied somebody yeah. up.
1: Yeah. You don't get to go anywhere. I I control you. You have to listen to what I say and it's going to make sense. Yeah. I'm going to tie you up. Yeah. I'm going to tie
0: you up. Weird. So, he goes Weird. in there and he starts positioning electrical cords like his laptop, computer, maybe cell phone chargers, things like that. He has them wrapped around the bed so that he can tie her feet- with these,
1: with these cords, and oh so, my Lord, while she's sleeping, while right while she's there, sleeping oh my in the God, bed, it's so haunting.
0: He's getting everything kind of positioned to where he thinks maybe he can tie her up and make her understand
1: and Ma- that. And that, yeah, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, not only am I already trying to take away your free will, now I'm literally going to do that.
0: I'm gonna, yes, it, I'm going but I'd
1: that. care, but it's love. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You Ugh. don't you don't understand yeah. how much I love you and I have to tie you. I have to actually kidnap you and take you hostage that so that you understand. It's,
1: ter- it's so terrifying that he could do that.
0: Yeah. And so, while he's positioning these cords on, you know, around the bed and trying to get him, he says that in her sleep, she keeps moving her legs. And so, he decides maybe this isn't going to be uh, a worthwhile plan. Like, he's not going to be able to pull it off. And in my head, I'm thinking he knows Uh, And we'll see here in a second. I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but in, in, he knows in his head that she's a fighter or that she's going to stand up for himself, for for herself. And so he's trying to position these cords so that he can tie her up. She keeps moving and he thinks to himself, well, if I can't get an initial, you know, get her tied down initially to where she can't move, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance she's going to spring out of this bed you know soccer style kick me in the face and run out or something you know yeah. I, which I would hope I I, I, pr- I, would, I wish that would have happened yeah me
1: too that would have been great yeah so
0: he abandons that plan and continues to drink and then she wakes up and this is where everything just goes wrong and i and this is the part that i hate because it's so terrible you know everything else, everything that's about to unfold after she wakes up is just horrible yeah and so, after she wakes up, he makes conversation with her again, from what I understand. There's kind of conflicting stories on this deal, but um, I'm going to go with what I think is the most logical. Okay. So, she wakes up. He references again about them doing something together when they got back, or he makes a statement about something about them together, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know. And she reiterates, no yeah we're done like, we're done like how- how many times do I have to tell you that this whole arrangement that we have is over when she says that to him again after all of this has been building up, he snaps and he decides that I guess he's abandoning the tire up you know situation,
1: and he jumps on top of her and starts strangling her, yeah, and this is strangling. Is uh, it's easy to say. We're talking about strangling. That is such a personal and difficult thing to accomplish. It's not like the movies. You don't just grab somebody around the neck in thirty seconds; they pass away. No, this takes this, minutes.
0: Minutes.
1: And some minutes. Yeah, and
0: some people. I, I I was listening to a a a crime case the other day, and uh this guy was saying that he had to to strangle this girl for 10 minutes before she, you know, I mean, this is
1: unrelated, but this goes back to what yeah. we're saying.
0: Like he's, it takes minutes.
1: Yeah. And so now she knows what's going on. Yeah. She's looking, he, they're looking directly at each other.
0: He's past the line.
1: Yeah. He's way past the yeah, line. I mean, we, there's no coming
0: back from this. Mm-mm.
1: And I'm sure he's thought exactly that, especially in some type of drunken rage we can only assume. And he's like, Oh, well now no matter what. Yep. I'm in deep. Yeah, I I messed up.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, also another thing that I that I wanted to talk about in this episode is that he had he was asked in his interview after this whole thing was over if he had ever done something like this before and he admitted that he had tied one of his previous girlfriends up. Good lord. Because he was trying to quote make her understand.
1: So this is this is the second time he's done something like this. Yeah. And and I guess we
0: can assume that he decided that in the first instance where it was his former girlfriend that she did
1: not come away with any sort of understanding. Oh, my gosh. And 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 this – so, like, he didn't have like, – this wasn't another police case. Like, she never – I guess we, she never said nothing she, about this. Yeah.
0: She <laughs> said nothing about – she wow. didn't tell the cops that he tied her up. Uh, the only way that the cops knew about this is because he admitted it in his interview. So
1: gosh, that poor, that poor girl.
0: Yeah. And this is good. This goes back to what we're talking about earlier where we don't see that initial piece of escalation. Mm -hmm. If anybody had ever known that about him, that automatically counts as an escalation point where he had a girlfriend. He tied his girlfriend up. If everybody's like, Hey man, stay away from Brian because he kidnapped his girlfriend. When she tried to break up with him, or whatever the case was, yeah, and you know, and so everybody'd be like, okay, huh. you know, that's so he's now yeah on top of her, strangling her. He's jumped to the next point, you know, he's 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 escalated to the next phase where, in his mind, he's probably thinking to himself that the only way that this scenario goes is that she dies at the end because he's got something else in mind oh my lord and so he strangles her she fights back and i saw some pictures of her fingernails and it looks like she was giving it hell
1: God, i hope she did yeah, and I, it looks like she did and that's fantastic and yeah but this this dude was drunk and he was larger than he bigger was, than her yeah he was yeah, he know, was very much just, bigger than
0: her um, and stronger than her, we assume. Yeah, that poor, this poor lady. He, and she fought. He had position on her, right? He got on top of straddled her. Straddled her. Straddled her, got on top of her, started choking her. She was able to, uh, somehow shift his, his, uh, uh, his weight and they fell off the bed. Mm-hmm. And before I guess she could get her footing back, he got back on top of her and then, you know, and started strangling her again. And this whole time, He says that she wasn't even saying like, please don't hurt me. Please don't. She was saying, think of the baby. Yeah, that's, ugh. She's six months pregnant. I mean, anybody that knows that sort of scenario, it would probably be obvious that she was with child.
1: Yeah, six months. She's going to have a a baby. She'll she'll have a bump. Got the bump going on. And, and he's doing this and. If you knew nothing else about this case in this moment, you know exactly what's happening. He doesn't love her. No. This is – you You don't do that to people that you love. Not real healthy love. Yeah. He's – this is just turned into rage from all his rebuffed – his failed rebuffed affections. And now he's like, oh, well, if I can't have the thing that I want, then now nobody's going to get her. N- nobody gets it. And he, yeah, and, and he, he takes that
0: situation into his own, own hands. And he says, after a couple of minutes, just like, you know, we talked about earlier, after a couple of minutes, he noticed that she was dead. If we were talking about a situation where someone loved somebody else, I think when the, when that realization hits you, you have two choices. You can try to hide or cover up, mm-hmm. or you can call for help. And he did not call for help. Did neither of those. No, because at this point in time, one of the sad realities of this whole case past what we've already talked about is Alicia stopped breathing. Her baby slowly started dying. Yeah. And he had an opportunity to call the police to get an ambulance over there. And maybe there was something that could have been done. Yeah. But that was not his thought. Nope, he had one more thing that he needed to do.
1: He had to finally fulfil this sick fantasy, yep, so it- he ends up sexually assaulting her rema- her corpse, yes, and I mean that's so disgusting like I was when I heard that for the first time, I stopped what I was doing. I was like, "I'm sorry, what, but you're right, but this was this was his the culmination of his. Of his obsession. Yeah. This is what he wanted from her for all this time. And he wasn't going to get it because he was a super creep.
0: Yep. The fantasy and
1: needed to be complete. That's it. That's, a, that's exactly why he did it.
0: And so he takes all of her clothes off while she's on the floor, sexually assaults her. And in the interview, the detective, which I have to give him credit in this case, because when you're dealing with a situation like this, this detective is hearing this story in real time when i when i when I talked about that smug look that this douche has on his face which is wearing his sunglasses, I wanted to find him and just slap him to death,
1: yeah, or whatever. It's just one more version of of a barrier, yeah, body language barrier yeah, exactly you' you don't see my eyes mm-hmm. I'm hiding those from you and this detective stays composed, and he gets
0: every single detail out of this guy. That he can makes sort of what we would call a kind of friend makes a friendship in the yeah, interview build room. that
1: rapport. Builds the
0: rapport. Mm-hmm. Acts like he is really and truly interested in what he has to say, and that he cares about him. And that is a good thing in the, in situations like this. Absolutely. You you may be thinking to yourself like, oh yeah, there's interview tricks and things that they use it now. If if anything about this case, this guy. Did a, just did a stand up job yeah. in the interview because he asked him, and this is what I wanted to kind of circle back to. He asked him, so how long did he's like, so you had sex with her? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, before the wedding, after the, he's like, no, uh, after I did it, talking about the murder. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, oh, okay. After you killed her. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, how long did this, how, how long did this, the, the sex take place? He was like, I don't know, maybe a minute or two. And that outright pissed me off because all of this was done for one minute of sex. Wow. Post mortem. Yeah. Sex. Ugh, I hate that. I know. And that's, that's the, that's the hard part of listening to this because it makes you want to rip his arms off and beat him to death with him because he, I mean, you're, we're, we're talking about, uh, Alicia and Ava, two people, two innocent parties yeah. that died. Because this guy had some sick sexual fantasy that he needed to complete. It's so disturbing. Building building off of the fact that he had already put hidden cameras in his bathroom so that he could, you yeah, know, he right. had already technically seen her naked. She didn't know this, but all this is building into that fantasy he has. Yep. He hid, a, he hid a camera in the trash can in the hotel room and captured images of her getting in and out of the shower. Wow. He had images they found on his laptop. They found the images of him, his hidden camera, in his bathroom at his
1: house. Well, not oh. only that, but they found a shrine. Yeah. To Alicia in his house. Yeah. I mean, th- there's never – this is a clear-cut case of just unadulterated obsession. Yeah. He can't picture not having her. Yep. It's, it's so nasty. It's so dark. It just should have been so preventable.
0: Yeah. Very much, very much preventable, and like we said, we just—I mean, we're we're not placing blame on Alicia for any means uh, or for. No, she did the best she could. Yeah, and so he he gets this the 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 fantasy is completed, and then he makes her a pallet on the floor with a pillow and a blanket, and and leaves her. And I don't know the psychology behind that. I don't know if he was thinking to himself because after this is all said and done, cause you're thinking, you may think to yourself, cause I was thinking to myself after, you know, as I'm following along with this story that, you know, immediately you want to create this separation between her and him. Mm-hmm. He killed her. He sexually assaulted her. He drank a bottle of full bottle of wine after he sexually assaulted her and killed her. He sat in there in the room, drank a bottle of wine, you know, continued this, this, uh, you know, his drinking. And then after he finished the bottle of wine, he decided to call it a night. I wish I knew what time, you know, what time all this took place in. And he doesn't sleep on the bed. He goes in and sleeps in the jacuzzi tub in the bathroom.
1: Put a little distance between his his offense and and, and where he's resting his head for the night.
0: But I just, I couldn't understand the the, the pallet on the floor. And then he continues to drink after this whole incident, maybe to calm his nerves or something. I don't know. Uh, he's a, he's a sicko anyway. So it, I mean, that part of it doesn't really matter, I guess, but he, he wakes up in the morning. And this is another thing where I was envisioning like him cracking his eyes open for the first time. And, and for a second, he was thinking to himself, maybe it wasn't real. Oh, and then he realizes he's in the bathtub and he's like, ah, oh, crap. It, oh yeah, this this was real. So now it's time for me to bring a little self self pity, self pity, and uh, I gotta kill myself.
1: Yeah, because poor pitiful me. Yeah, what? Oh my gosh, I can't live with what I've done. Uh, but but spoiler alert, he couldn't even pull that off.
0: Nope, can't do that. Uh, he it's it says that he tries to use a butter knife and a corkscrew. Like the wine opener, I'm assuming what he used to open the bottle of wine. Safe assumption. And he couldn't get it done. And I thought to myself, like, in what way? I mean, he like with the butter knife, he's like, I was trying to cut and cut, but it wasn't going. It's a butter knife, man. Save all of that garbage for someone else, especially like if I, that's what I say, like this detective held it together. Because I would have been like, save that story for someone you think is a complete idiot. Yeah. A butter knife and then I got a, like uh I got this uh I got this uh wine opener and then I was gonna try to do I was gonna try to kill myself with that. I'm like what what is it is this like is this the equalizer? Yeah. You know that movie The Equalizer where he like jams those Right. Uh, you know, I'm like oh, come on. Where f- like where are we going with this? You were not gonna try to kill yourself. This was some sad, desperate attempt for Someone to feel sorry for you later that, on. Absolutely. That's what it was. E- if it even happened, I that's would like, true. I would, I wish that I could have seen some pictures, like if he had, yeah, if he had
1: markings on his body. Cause I never saw, there aren't any pictures of no, that. No, I didn't see any pictures He's of him. He's just claiming this. And yep. not only that, so after he can't even pull off that, which well, we've done talked about that. It's a, yeah, it's, imba- yeah, it's, it's Im- a, he goes in out to a, a body of water and tries to drown himself. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which,
0: and we talked about this and I want to go ahead and say uh before the episode, before I rec- r- recorded the episode where I said you have to swim out and ta- have gravity take effect, that was actually Mike's line when when we were talking about that. Because I was, cause I said, all you have to do is get tired. You know, you just have to swim out and get tired. Yeah. And, and you- then you made that comment. I was like, that was perfect because yeah. that's all you have to do. I mean, anybody that has swam any sort of distance where you start to feel like, maybe you didn't think that one through and you you should not have gone as far as you you know whatever and then you get back to a place of comfort and you're like boy I'll never do that again yeah risky you know that all you have to do is be tired hold to ground.
1: lose your breath and gravity does the rest it's over if you
0: really wanted to kill yourself he could have drove his car into a overpass. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's, there's yeah. a ton of different scenarios here, but I think all of it was baloney. Like all of it was just these deals. Like he walks into this convenience store, this dramatic effect. He's soaking wet. He, he feels so terrible about what he did. He, you know, he murdered this girl and her unborn child. And, and then he comes in the story is like, guys, you know, I'm soaking wet here. I mean, I didn't mean to. Yeah. And can't you tell how bad I feel? Yeah, look at look, me, I'm soaking wet. I'm soaking wet. Cuz I tried to drown myself and I tried to kill myself with a butter knife. Feel sorry for me,
1: please. Yeah, please. Uh, I'm I'm the real victim here Yeah, because I didn't get what I wanted and I tried to kill myself over it. Yeah. I was what a forced
0: to murder two people. Can you believe this? Mm-hmm. Can you believe that she did that to me? And that, you know, I can, I can imagine based off of his, his conversations that he had something similar to that going on in his head. And it really, everything about it, uh, rubbed me the wrong way. I think I said in the episode, I, I can't understand or I don't understand about 15 times because I'm having, I'm recording this podcast, the one I did earlier and I'm thinking about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing just confused me. Yeah. The whole situation, how we got to this spot just really confused me and I didn't understand how this guy could put everybody through this, do the things that he did and then come out on on the other side and be like, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Look how bad I felt. I tried to
1: kill myself. Yeah. And it goes, so he ends up, of course, going to to his trial. Yep. And at the time- Should be dead to rights.
0: I mean, everything about this case should be like you know, yeah, when you hear he the term slam dunk, I mean, some people use that. Uh, he gave an all out, very detailed confession.
1: Yeah. Where he's clearly talking about, uh, and he remembers it. Everything. Right. So when he claims the intoxication defense or the voluntary intoxication, which is a defense to prosecution, I guess, in, in, in that state. How can that be? Because when you're claiming intoxication, you're saying that you don't remember what you did because of the alcohol. Yeah. But he gave a full confession. So how can that be allowed?
0: Pretty, pretty deep. I mean, if you, if we were writing, if we listened to his, his, his interview and we wrote down on a sheet of paper, we could create a timeline mm-hmm. for everything that happened that night. Yeah. But that it- doesn't feel like intoxication he was blackout drunk and that's why i said in that episode
1: blackout means exactly that and, and i want to and you did and that's that is a good point it, it means you don't remember what you did that's why it's a defense to prosecution but i'd also like to say personally i think the fact that intoxication defense exists anywhere is absurd yeah uh absurd because the reason you accept in my opinion real quick you accept the responsibility of your actions when you drink uh, when you purchase the alcohol, that's why you have to be 21 to do it. Yes. So that you are of the right mind and age to drink alcohol because you're accepting the responsibility for your actions. All of it. Right. All and so, the
0: response, everything that happens after that
1: first and, and, sip hits your mouth is on you. Yeah. You made that choice when you bought it because you're a 21-year-old adult, which arguably in this case... It doesn't really make Man-child. sense, yeah. yeah. Um, and so what going to court with that as defense just boggles me because it doesn't make any sense, yeah.
0: And I was really confused about this because we had a conversation where I said, when I went through the academy in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. this is three years before this case happened. Uh, voluntary intoxication was not a defense in Texas. It's Be- not because I asked you. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute. I remember in, in in the academy, someone saying that voluntary intoxication and ignorance of the law that's right are never a defense. That's right. And not so in Texas. this that would that would not have been. But you know, they had it. I don't know how many states this is still available. But God, I hope none. I know. Me too. But I had to go back and look because I was like, wait a minute, I, I remember hearing that. And so, I asked you about it and mm-hmm. you're like, no, that's 100% correct. That's right. Because we would have been, I, what year did you go through the academy? 2010. Okay. So, we're I mean, we're, we're right after each other. So, I remember hearing that and I was like, I better double check and ask, you know, just to make sure that I remember the, the that correctly. But I was like, I can't believe that this was still a defense in other, you know, in other states. And I'll say again, kudos to, you know, to the family for going after the, you know, state legislators and getting it changed.
1: Yeah. Yes. Thankfully, unfortunately, this had to happen. Yeah. To make somebody be like, that really shouldn't be a law. Um, because like, like we talked about, just with the short points that we made, I don't think it should be a law anywhere.
0: No. And I, I even tried to think to myself because I know we try to, you know, we, we look at both sides here, but I'm trying to think of a scenario where that would make sense as a defense. You know, like
1: maybe if it was a stranger. So like maybe in this, I mean, scenario. in a true,
0: in a true situation of blackout drunk where you wake up the next morning and you're looking around and you're like, Oh gosh. Something bad happened, you know, or something like that. I mean, I mean, we can't talk about car accidents because that's also not going to work. You can't say like, well, I mean, I got hammered at the bar and jumped in my car and then, you know, I crashed into somebody and killed them, but wasn't my fault.
1: Yeah. Whoops.
0: Yeah. Or you, you're hammered drunk, you fall asleep and you're supposed to be watching your kid. Is that? You know, I'm I'm trying to put these pieces together. Maybe someone can help me out later on, you know, you can shoot us a message or something, but you know, a scenario where this would actually say because there was one person, uh, state representative that the family said that they were told he was gonna be the the person that they needed to go after the worst because he wanted to keep this uh voluntary intoxication available for mm-hmm. people to use. And when they went and talked to him, he said, we have failed you and your family. You got my vote, you know, straight out of the gate. It passed unanimously. And then they took it, you know, they took it up to, you know, thankfully. But that's where I was trying to think to myself, what, like, what's the, what's the reason we're still sitting there on that? Like we're on the fence.
1: I'm sure somewhere out there, it made sense to somebody Yeah, to where somebody got hammered, did something terrible. And they're like, oh man, totally preventable if he hadn't you know drank all that and got got
0: hammered and like slept in someone's backyard and then you know they came out and they're like i want this man prosecuted for trespassing and they're like come on man give him a break yeah he's just a drunk he fell asleep in your in your bushes yeah
1: this guy murdered
0: somebody so i
1: mean you'll never make that make sense to me because you already accept the responsibilities of your actions when you purchase it that's why there's a drinking age yeah i'm fairly certain that's why it exists because (laughs) at the age of 21 you're supposed to be able to know the difference now i realize that's not the case and we we could move on in a minute because we have been talking about that for a long time but i I just don't agree ever yeah especially in a case like this because it was building and building and building aside from a perfectly detailed confession yeah which is I mean, the opposite of what a black being blackout drunk. We got
0: lost in the weeds there for a second, but you're exactly right. The point, the point of the whole thing was these two things don't cross paths because he had a detailed recollection, recollection, recollection of everything that happened. And so they go to, they go to trial. Like we said, supposed to be a slam dunk case, hung jury, and two, and from what I understand, this is all female uh, jury, and two of the women on there. Decided that it was a possibility that he did not remember or was not in control of himself due to
1: the alcohol, and they gave him a pass. How that negates culpability makes no sense, but okay. Yeah, so you got hung, juried. Yep.
0: Moving on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, I believe the law had already been passed that, or I know, it, I know it had already been passed that. Voluntary intoxication could not be used as a defense but since this crime happened before the law came into effect he was grandfathered in and he was able to use the prosecution use that as his um defense, defense prosecution again however in this situation it did not work and he was found guilty of the two murder charges and he got sentenced to life in prison mm-hmm. as well as he should have I would think that uh you know maybe there could have been a little more but we don't know what you know I don't I don't know the the, the situation on that and that's true and I'm not I wasn't on the jury so I'm not going to make uh, I'm not going to put my two cents in there but I, I just kind of think going back to to his side I don't see anywhere where I could possibly even begin to offer some sort of defense for him uh no I mean, I think in some scenarios we can talk about, I've got a really good one coming up on the next episode that kind of goes into this exact thing, uh, which is one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to throw it in there because there's, it's definitely a, it's, it's definitely, there's room to assume a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, I don't know about you, but for me, I don't, I, I'm not seeing another side of it. Does that make sense? I, no, I don't.
1: No, this is a case of obsession gone wrong. This is, that's all this is. This is somebody being a petulant man child, not getting what he wanted, using all the wrong moves to try to get it. And you mix that with a lot of alcohol, just from what I, I've yeah. read. He was drinking all night and even after the incident. This was just all that rage came boiling out because he wasn't getting what he wanted because he'd fooled himself into thinking he was going to get it and it cost Alicia and Ava their lives and uh, he's just a disgusting monster yeah. that's that's all this was
0: I, I think that uh that's perfect and that's um for me i don't i couldn't agree with you anymore on that situation and that's you know that's probably you know for me a good spot to call it yeah did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about for as far as the the case went? No, no, I
1: think we're good. I I talked to everything and talked about everything I wanted to.
0: and I can't. I I just can't express. You know, we wanted to. We did this one, but it was. It's kind of one of those harder harder things to wrap your mind around. I'm still. I'm still trying to right now. As you guys can probably. You guys can probably tell, but uh, Ava's mother and uh, stepfather. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Alicia's mother and stepfather. Uh, set up a foundation and family uh, to support. I, I mentioned it in the episode. I just want to re uh, uh, mention it again because I think if anybody out there is thinking to themselves if, how, how they could help, you know, women out in situations like this, or uh, in hel- help in any other way, they've got a foundation. It's called the it's called PurpleProject.org. Uh, they do grief support for women and uh, baby sponsorship and several other things, as I mentioned. So. If that's something that you want to do, please, you know, by all means, go by and check out the website. It's Again, it's purpleproject.org. And I think that's where we're going to leave it for now. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Murder Project. Make sure and check us out on all the social medias. Uh, we are on Facebook. It's The Murder Project. If you type in facebook.com slash podcast tmp on instagram we are at the murder project and on twitter we are at the murder pod and that's going to do it for us i hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you do make sure and go on and give us a give us a like on the social medias and also uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on uh, the best way for us to get our name out in the beginning is through you know our fans and any support that we can get Uh, Whatever platform you're listening on, give us a like, subscribe to it, uh, and write a review. And uh, that'll, that'll help us get our name out. So I'll see you guys next time. I'll talk to you soon. But until then, head up, eyes up, stay alive.